At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is The Look Ahead with Scott Seidenberg on VSIN, the sports betting network. Coming to you live from the Circus Sportsbook in downtown Las Vegas here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Now, with 21 hours of live programming for you to consume, be sure to head to vsin.com to find out all the ways that you can watch and listen to the VSIN content. And you can watch and listen to my next guest, Amal Shah, who hosts Odds On here on VSIN. Uh, and Amal is kind enough to join me here on the look ahead. Amal, uh, Thursday night football is going to kick off week three in the NFL. And I think I'm going to pick on some rookie quarterbacks this week. Uh, You got Davis Mills making his first career start for the Texans on a short week going up against the Panthers defense that has only allowed 21 points this season. I don't like the number at eight, but I'm going to tease it down to under a field goal and I'll pair it up with the Browns who are at home going up against Justin Fields making his first career start. Uh, Do you think I'm on the right side here picking on two rookies? Yeah, I think that's a good play there. Uh, The taking Carolina, teasing them down on the road is generally not my style of play. I'm a big fan of taking points at home in the NFL. But you mentioned it with Davis Mills getting the start here. I think this Texas team will struggle a little bit. I don't think people realize how effective Tyrod Taylor can be. Everybody wants a guy who's going to throw for 300 yards. At the end of the day, guys like Josh Allen get paid, but they don't realize they're never going to win a Super Bowl in Buffalo with a guy like Josh Allen. I would rather actually uh, in this spot go against a rookie quarterback like you've done. Davis Mills, I know he came in in relief in that second half against Cleveland, but let's see what happens when you've got to start on a short week. It's going to be a real challenge. Matt Rule's team, very solid defensively. McCaffrey now back in the mix, and you can see the offense starting to play a lot better with him there. 
in the fold. So I, I, I like your side on Carolina there. And then, of course, going against the Bears, whether it's Andy Dalton or Justin Fields in this case, never a bad situation. And the Browns have not played particularly well. A little bit of injury concern with Jarvis Landry being on the shelf, also Ronnie Harrison in the secondary. But I think the Browns are one of the elite teams in the NFL this year. And I think when you can get them close to a pick or one or two points at home, you're probably going to be in pretty good shape for most of the season. You know, a spot that I circled uh, when I first saw the lines coming out for this week was the Chargers getting six and a half against the Kansas City Chiefs. First off, I'm a big fan of the Chargers this year. I I love the way Justin Herbert's playing. That team certainly can hang with anybody week in and week out. Should have won against the Cowboys, if not for some terrible officiating. But the real play here, Amal, is picking on the Chiefs, who have not covered the spread in 12 of their last 13 games. Is six and a half too much in this game? It may be. Uh, I don't put as much stock in the ATS numbers because, to me, part of the problem is in college football and the NFL, when you have teams that are so dominant like the Kansas City Chiefs, the numbers are skewed so far. The reality is in the National Football League, if you take the top four teams and if you take the bottom four teams, 29 through 32, the other t- uh, 24 teams are two players and two plays in a game away from being the difference between winning or losing. So when you get multiple points or you're laying multiple points in certain spots, I think taking a dog against Kansas City looks better. If this were another opponent outside of the Chiefs who are so prolific offensively, this line would probably be four. Uh, whereas with the road game at the Ravens, you'd have to think back long and hard the last time the Ravens were a three-and-a-half-point home dog against anybody, let alone against a team like the Chiefs who are elite offensively. But remember, their defense is still extremely flawed. So I think that's why you start to see so many of these numbers skew against Kansas City. Uh, but I tend to uh, agree with you here in this one. Six and a half with the way this offense can potentially move the football. Defensively, if they're healthy, remember uh, Murray, Kenneth Murray went down last week for the Chargers. That was a bit of a blow. He did come back in the game, but anytime you lose a player of, of his caliber, he's not 100% healthy. It makes a difference on a team like uh, the Chargers defense. So I tend to agree with you, though, here. Six and a half seems too much for Kansas City to lay. Amal, who stood out to you through the first two weeks of the season, a team that you're really looking to back now moving forward? You know, so far, I, I think the one team that's impressed me in the a, excuse me in the NFC, even though they should be one and one, is the Arizona Cardinals. I thought they'd be a little bit further down the ladder. And then the Super Bowl champion, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You know, last year they were fortunate. Cook fumbled the ball when they were trailing. They got some of the worst coaching decisions against them from other teams. Just the stupidity of coaching. It should be in the coach's manual of what not to do. If you're an idiot, this is what you do. And we saw it from a plethora of different coaches, including Matt LaFleur and uh, Petten, the uh, defensive coordinator for the Packers, Andy Reid in the Super Bowl as well, calling that timeout on third and one. But Tampa, give them a lot of credit. They have played well, and they're starting to finally play up to the talent level that was there last year. But they played their best when it mattered the most in the postseason, and they've carried that over to this year. I think those two teams, but the Buccaneers, again, like Kansas City, you're going to see some skewed lines that are pretty heavily uh, weighted in their favor. So it's going to be a bit of a challenge. But I think with Kyler Murray in that offense, I love DeAndre Hopkins. I was highly offended when Brian Greasy said the other day that Devontae Adams is the best wide receiver in the NFL. I wanted to find out. I was looking all over the place to see if DeAndre Hopkins retired. Uh, (laughs) That was premature. I didn't know that. But uh, I don't know how the hell a guy based on one and a half seasons is better than Nuke, who's a future Hall of Famer. 
Amal Shah, host of Odds On here on VSIN, joins me, Scott Seidenberg, here on the look ahead. Uh, let's shift gears and go to college football, Amal. Uh, same question. Anybody that has really jumped out to you after the first three weeks of the college football season, a team that you're looking, uh, or a couple of teams maybe that you're looking to back here moving forward, whether they're uh, favorites or dogs? Well, I don't know about necessarily back in terms of a team, but I would tell you two teams I'd be looking to fade, and they're both in the state of Florida. One is Free Shoes U, Florida State. This team's going to be lucky if they win three football games. It's going to come down to the Louisville game. They should be able to win. Uh, they have one more non-conference week opponent. I forgot who it is off the top of my head. And then they play, of course, uh, Syracuse. But if they can't beat Louisville, they're not going to beat Miami. This team's in trouble, and they're probably going to be fortunate to win two games this year. And then on the flip side, I just mentioned it, Miami. This Hurricanes team is in trouble. I said it before when Manny Diaz got hired. It was a terrible hire. He was a terrible defensive coordinator at Texas. He's been absolutely god-awful at the U, and I don't understand why the University of Miami hasn't made a change. This guy in 27 games is 14 and 13. Al Golden, who they promptly ran out of town, was 15 and 12 in his first 27, and maybe someday they'll realize there's a reason why Derek King transferred from Houston, because he really couldn't play that well there either for Dana Holgerson, who's a terrific offensive coach. Yeah, that's a great point there. Uh, let's talk about the marquee games here on Saturday. Notre Dame-Wisconsin from Soldier Field. The Irish are catching six and a half. Uh, I looked at this game, and, and I think it's going to be low scoring. Maybe the unders, the way that I'm going to go, I could see it being like a 20 to 17, 20 to 14 type game. But to me, uh, no real read on this spread because I, I just don't know how good Wisconsin is yet this year. Yeah, I agree with you there. And, and for me, that makes a little bit of a case for Notre Dame. I think the number's a little bit too high. Game being played in Chicago, you'll have an abundance of Irish fans there, along with uh, scattering. I mean, should be depending on how the ticket disbursement is a lot of Wisconsin fans there as well. But to your point, the quarterback playing both in this game, here's the problem, okay? Wisconsin's been terrible at the quarterback play for two decades, going back to Barry Alvarez's great run outside of the one single year where Russell Wilson led them to a runner-up finish in the Rose Bowl. Nobody can play quarterback in Wisconsin. Here's the problem with this football game, Scott. You've got two former, one current, and one former Wisconsin quarterback starting. That is a problem <laughs> for college football. I mean, Jack Cohen couldn't play. You think Jim Leonard's not going to abuse him? He saw what a terrible passer he was in practice every day in Madison. Now he's going to get a chance to see it firsthand with an elite-level defense. The question is, can Graham Mertz come through? You know, he had a lot of hype coming out of Kansas. Everyone thought this kid was going to be the next big thing. Well, he showed out great in his first game, and ever since then, he's really not done much in his career in Madison. So have an opportunity here in a neutral site game where Wisconsin's the home team. I would lean towards taking the six-and-a-half points with Notre Dame. I think Hamilton will have an opportunity to get a pick in this game. He's been tremendous in the secondary for the Irish. But overall, I have concerns about the Wisconsin offense, and I have concerns about the Notre Dame passing game. I'm with you. I think it's a defensive game. I'm not going to play this game under at 46 and a half. It's a little bit too low because in college, you have a bad play, bad turnover, and all of a sudden you can wind up with just a you know quick 14 points here or there. So just stay away from the total, but I get your perspective on the under here. What about the Texas A&M-Arkansas game, neutral site, AT&T Stadium for that one? Yeah, I, I give an edge to the uh, Aggies here. I think their defense is a top five defense in college football. The big question mark with A&M is offensively. Can this team uh, excel on the offensive side of the ball? That's where I have a concern. If uh, Calzada can be effective, I think they've got a chance. Uh, but remember, Spiller, terrific at the tailback position. Defensively, they're elite. I don't know if Arkansas should be ranked 16th. I think it's a bit overblown. They're getting a lot of credit for beating a name brand that's mediocre. The shorthorns are not that good. Mm-hmm. We know it. And the bottom, you don't listen. If you're a ha- if you're a team with a pulse, you don't go into Fayetteville and get absolutely boat raced. 
And so it, it, it'll be interesting to see what happens uh, with this matchup. But I give A&M the edge here. Final thing, Amal, you got another pick for me in college football. What's your favorite pick so far? Yeah, I like Boston College at home. I know Jerkovic's out in terms of quarterback play. But I still think Jeff Halfley is one of the most underrated coaches in college football. Uh, I, I like this team. There's no way Missouri should be going up to Chestnut Hill and be a road favorite. I'm just not a believer in the Missouri Tigers. I like BC here at home in this one to be able to get the win. Well, you mentioned Halfley's a tremendous uh, coach. And, you know, uh, I know, yeah, Dracovic is out. But, you know, they do have, um, you know, uh, 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 some guys that can step up um, and this is a team that I'm out. I mean, they've won me a lot of money over the past several years, Boston College. So I do have a soft spot in my heart for this program uh, with them. Uh, so I can I can see it backing them uh, in this game against Mizzou. Amal, I appreciate the time. We'll be watching you on uh, Odds On coming up. Thanks so much, Scott. There he is, Amal Shah, host of Odds On here on VSIN. Um, yeah, you know, I guess Grossel is the backup quarterback there at um at uh, Boston College, and he's seen plenty of playing time, so he can certainly lead that offense going up against a bad Mizzou team. Boston College catching two points at home to Missouri. The total in that one is 58. Uh, Well, you heard his thoughts on the Notre Dame game. You heard his thoughts on Texas A&M. I've got some thoughts on some college games as well. Uh, I've settled in on two picks. Uh, One of them is going to be on Friday, so we're going to get to that. There's also another game on Friday that I was leaning towards. I could get talked into it. Right now, I'm kind of uh, staying clear of it right now, but I do have an official pick for a Friday night game and an official pick for a Saturday night game, so we'll get into that coming up next. I'm Scott Seidenberg. Follow along on Twitter at Scott's on Air or at VSIN Live. This is The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 
What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because they ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is The Look Ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. Back here, the look ahead on VCB Sports Betting Network. Always on Twitter at Scott's on Air, S C O T T S O N A I R. Uh, college football week four will get kicked off Thursday night. And then, of course, we have a couple of games on Friday and a full slate on Saturday. I have locked in two plays for this slate one game on Friday and another game on Saturday. I might have more, but right now I've locked in two. And it's strange for me. A little unfamiliar territory. Why is it unfamiliar territory? Because if you followed along with my picks so far this year, eight, two, and one is my record. Eight wins, two losses, and one push. I am predominantly an underdog better. Uh, Out of the eight wins that I've had so far this season, seven of them were underdog picks. And six of those underdog picks have actually gone out to win those games outright. So out of the eight wins, I've had six underdog outright wins. People would think, all I do is bet underdogs. And I can see where you would see that. But I actually like two favorites on the board. And I'll start with Friday night. And again, unfamiliar territory for me betting favorites. Uh, And some would say that these are not smart plays because they're road favorites. But I think I've identified advantages with these teams. And I'll start on Friday. Liberty is laying six points on the road against Syracuse. These are two teams that are very familiar with each other. They played just last season at the Carrier Dome. So some would say that playing on the road, and yes, there'll be fans there this time, so it's going to be different than last year. But Playing at the Carrier Dome for the first time can be rather intimidating. It's a very large building. If you've never been inside of it, it's a massive place. Uh, But the fact that Liberty played there last year gives them some familiarity. They're not going to be kind of uh, impressed or, or, you know, uh, obsessed or whatever, walking in going, wow, look at this place. It's huge. No, they played there last year. Not only did they play there last year, they rolled over Syracuse. And Syracuse was an awful team last year. 38-21 was the final score Liberty on top of Syracuse last year. I think we're going to see a similar game. Now, Syracuse is improved this year a little bit, especially, I mean, on defensively, they're improved. And yes, they will have the fans in the stands. But Hugh Freeze has done such a terrible, uh, terrible, a terrific job. See, yeah, 40 and slip there. He's done such a terrific job 
since taking over at Liberty. They've won 14 of their last 15 games. And conversely, Dino Babers for Syracuse, he's going to be gone after this season. It's got another losing year for the Orange, and, and he's out of town. It's just been a failed experiment there. But Liberty, going up against this Syracuse team, has a distinct advantage. Offensively, Malik Willis, who has climbed up the Heisman ranks right now. In fact, if you're looking at DraftKings at the Heisman Trophy odds, Malik Willis is actually the fifth favorite to win the Heisman Trophy right now. It's Matt Corral, Bryce Young, Desmond Ritter, Spencer Rattler, and then Malik Willis. The former Auburn transfer is one of the most dynamic dual-threat quarterbacks in the country. He's thrown for 613 yards, seven touchdowns. He has rushed for 225 yards and four touchdowns. But through three games to start this season, Liberty has not turned the football over. Not once. Zero. Zero turnovers. You want to know how you win football games? You hold on to the football. They're averaging 38 points per game, 433 yards per game. And while the Syracuse defense has been good to start the season, they have not faced an offense like this yet. And I think that there's going to be uh, some big-time advantages for Malik Willis to make some plays against uh, this Syracuse defense. Now, he's been sacked. The Liberty offensive line has certainly given up their fair share of sacks, but I think it's because Malik Willis does run around a lot, holds the ball, and so it leaves him susceptible to maybe getting taken down because he's just trying to make some plays back there. But I think against this Syracuse defense, over-aggression might actually hurt them. If they over-pursue, Willis is going to take off and run, and he's going to get some big chunks against this defense. Now on the other side, the Liberty defense has been tremendous this year. They've only allowed 58 rushing yards per game. And Syracuse... They're going to try and run the ball because that's the strength of their team. You know, in their success so far this season, they're running the ball very well. But the offensive line is still below average. And they don't have a quarterback. They use a two-quarterback rotation. And sometimes that's a good thing. Other times, that's a bad thing. When you have a two-quarterback rotation, I like it when one of the quarterbacks is a dual threat and can really wreak havoc on defenses. Syracuse doesn't exactly have that. They're just trying to find out which quarterback is their guy. Tommy DeVito is probably going to start. They're going to try and pass. But if they can't run the ball early, which is going to be a problem against this Liberty defense because of how well Liberty is against the run, that's going to force third and longs. And they're not going to be able to convert third and longs throughout the entire game. So they're going to be pumping the ball back. Liberty is going to be dealing with some short field. And ultimately, I just think that this is a mismatch of teams. Liberty is a better team right now than Syracuse. Uh, Syracuse plays in the conference. Liberty doesn't. So maybe Syracuse is going to get some love. They are a home dog. People always like home dogs. But Liberty already has a good road win this year at Troy. So I think that they're okay playing on the road and uh, being a road favorite. They'll handle Syracuse for the second straight season. They bring back essentially everybody that played in that 38-21 game last year. So I think they're going to roll over Syracuse once again. And uh, I'll lay the six points 
Um, I think that this is a very talented team in Liberty. The Flames, as I mentioned, scoring what they score, 38 points per game. I'm really impressed by the fact that they just haven't turned the football over yet this season. So uh, I think that we're going to go with Liberty is the right side of this game. Because it's under a touchdown, I feel better about it. If it was over a touchdown, maybe not so much. But uh, I don't think it's going to even come down to that one point. I think they win this game by double digits. Uh, If you're looking at last year's performance to see what uh, Malik Willis did against Syracuse in that um, 38-21 victory, he threw for 182 yards and a touchdown, 16 of 20 passing. He also rushed the ball for 58 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Collectively, Liberty ran the ball last season against Syracuse for 338 yards and four scores, while Willis threw for 182 yards and a score. Uh, Taking a look at Willis's game logs so far this season uh, against Old Dominion, 21 of 28 passing, 242 yards, and four touchdowns while rushing for 77 yards and two scores. Against Troy, Good team on the road. They won 21-13. He was 13 of 18 passing for 154 yards, two touchdowns. He also ran the ball for 93 yards and a touchdown. And uh, last week was a complete blowout uh, against Campbell. And Malik Willis had a uh, monster game in that one. Uh, get you the stats here. Uh, it was 48-7. to oh, That was the first game of the season. Excuse me. First game of the season was against Campbell then against Troy, then against Old Dominion. So first game of the season, he uh, passed for 217 yards, one touchdown, rushed for 55 and a score. So each week he has uh, gotten you know more effective, and I just think against this Syracuse defense, which has been good, I understand it, they've been good, uh, they haven't faced a team like Liberty. They haven't. Um, their best opponent this season was probably Rutgers, and they made a bunch of mistakes in that game and lost 17-7 to Rutgers. And Rutgers, defensively, a tremendous team this year. They held Syracuse to 67 yards rushing. And, uh, excuse me, not 67, 50, uh, yeah, 67 yards rushing for Syracuse in that game against Rutgers. And I think that they're going to find a similar result here against Liberty and inability to run the football. Uh, as I mentioned, the two-quarterback system against Rutgers, Tommy DeVito had 149 yards and one interception, and um, the other quarterback was uh, Garrett Schrader, who uh, came in. He's a Mississippi State transfer. He threw for 42 yards, no touchdowns, no picks. So not sure which one is going to get the bulk of the, the action. I do believe that it's going to be uh, DeVito, who will get the start and play more. But uh, regardless, I think Liberty is going to be able to limit Syracuse's running ability, and uh, Malik Willis in that offense is going to be too much for the Syracuse defense to handle. So I will lay the six points with Liberty on the road. Give me the Liberty Flames to cover against Syracuse. That game is on Friday night, so make sure you get that action in uh, before kickoff on Friday. I'm Scott Seidenberg. Follow along on Twitter at Scott's On Air. It's the look ahead coming up next. We'll get into Major League Baseball. I'll update you on what happened on Wednesday and look ahead to what's going on on Thursday and also the playoff races. Give you an update on those standings as well. Once again, it is the look ahead here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Follow us all at VSIN Live on Twitter.
This is the look ahead on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. football season your best sports betting season ever start your VSIN free trial today to get full access to our sports betting experts including 24 7 video streaming daily best bet emails betting splits with the money and ticket percentages on every game plus full access to vsin.com data and analysis you get everything VSIN has to offer for only 22 dollars per month sign up now at vsin.com slash subscribe Scott Sadenberg back here, the look ahead here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network, updating you on the Major League Baseball standings as uh, we have uh, less than 10 games or so to go in the Major League Baseball season. Uh, plenty of teams have already clinched their playoff spots, and several teams are eliminated as well. As far as the division races, there's really only two that are worth talking about. It's the National League East, where the Phillies and Braves both win on uh Two on Wednesday, which means that the status quo, right? Three games is the lead for the Braves over the Phillies. Those three, those teams will play each other in a three-game series coming up. So you have the Braves and Phillies here at three games separating them, and it's going to come down to those three games against each other, which is just wild that it's going to come down to that. But let's take a look at both of their opponents. The, the Braves play the Diamondbacks one more time on Thursday. Then they have three games against the Padres before the three games set against the Phillies, and then the Braves will end the season with three games against the Mets. As for the Phillies, uh, they handled their business, albeit it didn't look pretty, against the Baltimore Orioles. But now they have a four-game set against the Pittsburgh Pirates, winnable games at home at Citizens Bank, Then they play the Braves for three games in Atlanta, and they finish the year in Miami with three games against the Marlins. So you're looking at the odds right now to win that division, and uh, it is, or no line is actually up right now for both of those teams. But World Series winners, uh, the Braves are at, where are the Braves? Plus 1,300. The Phillies are plus 7,000 to win the World Series, to win the National League. The Braves are sitting at plus 550, Phillies at plus 2,800. Uh, Important to note, the winner of the National League East will not play the Giants or the Dodgers until the NLCS. The winner of the NL East will play against the Milwaukee Brewers in the divisional round of the National League postseason. So you avoid the two best teams but you get to play against the Brewers, and the Brewers will have the home advantage in the NLDS. Uh, Coming up on uh, Thursday, as I mentioned, both of those teams in action, the Braves against the Diamondbacks, Charlie Morton against Madison Bumgarner, and the Braves are a minus 190 favorite, uh, the Diamondbacks plus 160. And then the Phillies against the Pirates, it's Aaron Nola against Connor Overton. The Phillies are minus 250 and the Pirates are plus 200. The other division race that is of uh, note right now is that National League West. The Giants won on Wednesday. The Dodgers lost to the Rockies. So the Giants are now two games up on the Dodgers. Two games up now on the Dodgers. And if you're looking at the remaining schedule for both of these teams, the Giants, who yesterday I talked about being plus 1,000 to win the World Series, and, and that would be a nice pick, They're at plus 850 now, so the odds have dropped because they have a two-game lead in the division. 
They have the, the finish, the finale of the series against the Padres coming up on Thursday. Then they have three games against the Rockies, three games against the Diamondbacks, and three more games against the Padres. That is the remaining schedule for the San Francisco Giants. As for the Dodgers, they have to finish the series against the Rockies, then they have three games against the Diamondbacks, three games against the Padres, and they will finish the year three games against the Milwaukee Brewers. Brewers at that point don't really have anything to play for. They've already locked in their spot. Now there is a chance that, you know, actually there is no chance because I don't think the Giants or the Dodgers would lose. The, the Milwaukee Brewers would need to go on a ridiculous run to end the year while the Giants and Dodgers go on a ridiculous losing streak to end the year because there's an eight-game difference there right now in terms for the uh, top overall seed in the National League. So that's not happening. There's not enough games in uh, in that race. It's not enough games. So uh, don't know if the Brewers will have anything to play for besides setting their rotation and getting ready for the postseason. So that could benefit the Dodgers down the stretch. Taking a look at the lines for the games coming up here on Thursday with uh, both the uh, Giants and the Dodgers. Dodgers play against the Rockies. Max Scherzer, who's pitching for the Cy Young, against Kyle Freeland is minus 255 for the Dodgers, while the Rockies are plus 205. Giants will send Logan Webb to the hill against Hugh Darvish, and the Padres are actually a minus 115 favorite over the Giants, who are minus 105 uh, the Giants are still the favorite, though, according to the run line, minus one and a half, while the Padres are plus a run and a half. You um, Darvish hasn't impressed me. Uh, Logan Webb has been great for the Giants so far this season. Uh, updating the wild card standings. Now, this is where things get very, very interesting. In the American League, the Red Sox won. They are just red hot right now. They've won seven straight, the Red Sox. They are two games up now for the first wild card. The Yankees won on Wednesday while the Blue Jays lost. So right now, the Yankees are your second wild card team. They are a half game up on the Blue Jays. The Yankees have won seven out of their last 10. Blue Jays have won six out of their last 10. The Mariners are two and a half games back, and the A's are three and a half games back. For the Yankees, um, taking a look at their remaining schedule. Well, first, let's take a look at the Red Sox, who are two games up in the wild card. They face the Yankees for the next three games. That series will begin on Friday. Pivotal series for the wild card. Uh, It's important for both of these teams to not get swept. As long as there's no sweep, both teams will still be in good position. So as long as there's no sweep, if one of these teams gets swept, particularly the Yankees, if the Red Sox continue winning and they sweep the Yankees, well, then there's going to be some problems. But if the Red Sox get swept, they might find themselves on the outside looking in. So as long as there's no sweep, uh, both these teams should be okay. The Red Sox, after facing the Yankees, have three games against the Orioles and three games against the Nationals. Potential to finish the season on a six-game winning streak if if, uh, everything works out for them. Meanwhile, the Yankees, uh, the three games against the Red Sox, extremely pivotal coming up after that. Three games against the Blue Jays and three games against the Rays. So by far, the Yankees have the most difficult remaining schedule out of these teams that are fighting for the wild card spot. But everything is in front of the Yankees. So you could look at this two ways. You can look at this schedule and say that it's extremely difficult because they're playing the Red Sox, the Blue Jays, and the Rays. 
or you can look at it as the next six games for the Yankees can put them into the playoffs. If they beat the Red Sox two out of three, if they beat the Blue Jays two out of three, they will be in the postseason. Because by the time it gets to the the, the final series against the Rays, one, the Rays will have nothing to play for because they would have locked up the division, even though they're only six games up on the Red Sox. So I guess there is a chance if uh, Tampa doesn't uh, win a couple of games here that Boston could find themselves in that division race. The Yankees are eight games back. So I guess theoretically they're not eliminated either if the Yankees can somehow uh, sweep the Red Sox and sweep the Blue Jays while Tampa loses um, the next, you know, five out of six games, then the Yankees will get three games back and uh, have a chance in the final series of the season. But uh, the Yankees have everything right in front of them. The Blue Jays, meanwhile, they have uh, three games, uh, four games, excuse me, coming up against the Twins before that series against the Yankees, and then they will finish the season with three games against the Orioles. So seven winnable games for the Toronto Blue Jays. In fact, seven games in which the Blue Jays will be favored in because they'll be favored in all four against Minnesota and they'll be favored in all three against Baltimore to end this season. In the National League wild card race, uh, it's really um, pretty much uh, almost done. The Cardinals have won 11 straight games now. They are four and a half games up on the Reds, four and a half games up on the Phillies, six up on the Padres. The Cardinals... Hottest team in baseball, 11 straight wins for them. Their remaining schedule, they finish up the series against Milwaukee. Then they have four games against Chicago, three against Milwaukee, three more against Chicago. Uh, It looks like the Cardinals are going to handle their business and find themselves in the playoffs in that wildcard game against either the Dodgers or the Giants. Uh, The series finale against the Brewers will be Adrian Hauser against Adam Wainwright. The Brewers are minus 120. The Cardinals are plus 100, and at this point, you you bet against a team that has won 11 straight games. I find it uh, extremely uh, difficult to do so. Uh, Other games coming up here on uh, Thursday, Mariners and A's Chris Bassett against Yusei Kikuchi, and uh, the A's are a minus 160 favorite, the Mariners plus 140, and the Reds will have a makeup game there against the Nationals, Luis Castillo minus 195 catch Corbin plus 165. Those are the games of playoff importance here in Major League Baseball. Going to get to some interesting stats in football coming up next as we take a look at Point Spread Weekly from vcin.com. That's coming up next here on The Look Ahead here on vcin. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. 
Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah I, yeah because you gotta think Love he's it. gonna guard he don't care about guarding he's gonna guard he's gonna exactly. guard like you see him in the olympics exactly. he's gonna guard and then on I'm top of it like that see that Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the look ahead on VSN, the sports betting network. It's the look ahead here on VSN. I'm Scott Seisenberg as we uh, get to rocking and rolling, ready for uh, the NFL Week uh, Three, which begins on Thursday night. Thursday night football between the Carolina Panthers and the Houston Texans. Um, point spread weekly is out. Uh, it's a, a, an incredible tool. It's a great resource um, for anybody that wants to take a look at some betting edges in uh, any sport. But especially in the NFL, there's some great articles that uh, I wanted to you know, pick and choose from each and every week. I'll give you a little bit of insight as to what's in the uh, point spread weekly. And Steve Mackinnon, who does a tremendous job for us uh, over at VEASAN.com and at Point Spread Weekly, has an article about week three traps. So... Um, I always love these, you know, fun trends and trends are, you kind of take them for what, you know, what they are. Like some of them are pretty bizarre. I, I read some trends from websites that are, you know, they don't mean anything, right? Like uh, teams playing on Thursday night in less than 40 degree weather coming off a game in which their quarterback sneezed three times. And uh, it's, it's like, what does it even mean? You can find the trend and stat for anything, but some of them are actually important. And you can analyze it and pick and choose where the best spots are. So here's a week three trap. A couple of traps here, according to Steve Mackinnon, in Point Spread Weekly. Teams that start 0-2 straight up in the NFL are 19-21 and 21 straight up. But 28-12 and 12 against 1-1 one one teams in week three. This is, these are numbers since 2010. So in the last 10 years. So you have an 0-2 team going up against a 1-1 team. In that time span, teams are, the, the 0-2 teams are 28-12 and 12 against the spread. 
teams that would fit the mold in that uh, you know range would be the Colts, who are underdogs at Tennessee, the Lions, underdogs against Baltimore, and Minnesota, underdogs against Seattle. Out of those three, the one that I would lean towards to play is Minnesota. I think Minnesota's in a great spot at home against Seattle, and I think that they're the one that the trend is going to apply to rather than Indianapolis because we don't know the status of Carson Wentz, and even if he does play, he's going to be banged up. And then Detroit, I'm not bagging. I'm not betting Detroit against the Baltimore Ravens. Are you? I don't think so. Uh, here's another one here. Winless teams uh, in week three as an underdog of three and a half or more in the last 10 seasons. They're 17-27 and one straight up. 31 and 14 against the spread. That's a big number. The teams that fall into that category Colts again, Detroit again, the Jets, who are 10.5 point dogs against Denver, and Jacksonville, who's a touchdown dog against Arizona. Odds are one of these teams, at least, is going to cover the number. I'm not comfortable betting on any of them. But the odds are that it's going to happen. I mean, what happened? Underdogs went 12-4 and four against the spread in week one. They went 9-7 and seven against the spread in week two. It's very rare that we're going to have a week here where the favorites are just going to all dominate. But these are large underdogs. Colts at five, uh, uh, Lions at eight and a half, uh, Jets at ten and a half, Jacksonville at seven. One of them is going to cover, at least, you'd think. So that applies in that strategy. The 0-2 teams, uh, when an underdog of three and a half or more, they are 31 and 14 against the number. Again, the teams that fall into that category Indianapolis, Detroit, the Jets, and Jacksonville. Uh, let's find some other ones here um, as uh, some really good trends here, some, some uh, traps uh, that would fall into play here. Uh, here we go. Uh, let's see here. I like this one. Teams gaining more than 6.75 yards per play in the first two weeks. So these are offensive teams that are that are doing really well to the point where they're almost averaging seven yards per play. Those teams in week three have continued to have success. They are 12 and three straight up and against the spread in the last five seasons. So you're looking at teams that have done very well offensively and are doing well per play in yardage, continuing that success that are 12-3 and three against the number in the last five seasons. Here are the teams that uh, fit into that mold. Seattle at Minnesota. Kansas City at the Chargers, uh, versus the Chargers. Cleveland versus Chicago. Arizona at Jacksonville. And the Rams against Tampa. I think that the bet that would qualify for me in this one would be Cleveland against Chicago to continue that trend. Uh, possibly Kansas City against L.A., but you know Kansas City has had a bad time covering lately. But certainly uh, these teams have been very good on offense, averaging over 6.75 excuse me, yards per play. Seattle at Minnesota, Kansas City against the Chargers, Cleveland against Chicago, Arizona at Jacksonville, and the Rams against Tampa Bay. Those teams are 12-3 and three straight up and against the spread. Looking at uh, some other numbers, so this is, again, this is coming from Point Spread Weekly, some trap spots here in week three. Uh, let's see, teams allowing more. This is, so this is the other side. So we had the offensive side, now let's talk about the defensive side. Teams that are allowing 
more than six and a half yards per play in the first two weeks. Those teams have actually rebounded in week three, and they have covered 64.7% of the time since 2015. That's a 22 and 12 against the spread record. So here are the teams that are in bounce back spots. The Colts at Tennessee, Detroit at Baltimore uh, versus Baltimore, Minnesota versus Seattle, Kansas City against the Chargers, and Dallas against Philadelphia. Of those teams, I like Minnesota and Dallas to cover the line here. Now, Minnesota shouldn't be 0 2. You know, they, they had a last second field goal that was missed. They should have won that game. Uh, but I do like them in this spot as an underdog against Seattle, and they actually qualified in a couple of these categories here from Steve Mackinnon. So do the Lions, but are you really comfortable betting the Lions here in this spot against the Baltimore Ravens? is a large number, which could kind of turn you off, right? Uh, No one likes betting a large number, especially in the NFL. But it's the Baltimore Ravens, and the Lions, they were just a heavy underdog at home to the Green Bay Packers, and you saw what happened. They actually had a lead at the half. You thought they were going to be on the way to a cover, but they get blown out. They don't cover the high line. So another high line here at home against the Baltimore Ravens, I'm sorry, but I don't have any confidence in this Lions team against this Ravens team to cover this spread. I think they're going to lose by double digits. So uh, I have no confidence there. But those are just some stuff, uh, some nuggets there from Point Spread Weekly. You guys can check that out. Go to vcin.com. Make sure that you subscribe. You get that every single week. Point Spread Weekly, some good stuff there. Good analysis, good information. Um uh, there's a ton that you can find in, in there when it comes to the week three spots. There are a lot of teams that are in bounce back spots here in week three. Um, teams that have underperformed in the first two weeks, if you will. And some of them are just underperformers, right? Like the Lions, like the Jacksonville Jaguars. Certainly not going to pick on those teams to bounce back. The Jets underperforming as well. There's just things that are going wrong for them. And I don't expect them to be in, in bounce back spots. Uh, Cowboys, they don't really qualify because they won that game against the Chargers, although they could very easily be 0-2. You know, if a couple of calls go the other way, and we talked about the officiating, right? The the Cowboys could be 0-2. I like the Cowboys at home against the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, Elsewhere, you know, you're looking at the uh, Bengals. Tough loss. They fought hard against the Chicago Bears, but Joe Burrow played a terrible game. They were behind the eight ball. The entire day. Now they get to go to Pittsburgh against the Steelers team that, uh, you know, is dealing with a banged up quarterback in Ben Roethlisberger. Maybe this is a good spot for the Bengals to uh, get their second win of the season after they won an overtime in week one. Uh, The Falcons and Giants have both been bad. Atlanta has been worse. Um, But the Giants are playing at home and they are favored. It's the only game of the schedule that the Giants are going to be favored this year and so do you think that they're good enough to beat the atlanta falcons i can tell you from experience uh having followed the giants for many many years of my career this is the type of game that they lose um and the type of game that gets people questioning joe judge the 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 head coach and and his future with this team um but we talked to chris landry earlier in the show and he said the giants have actually looked better on film hard to argue with that because the falcons have looked atrocious through the first two weeks of the season. They do have all the skill position players needed to win this game, but the line has been terrible on both sides of the football, the offense and defense. So 
Am I confident back in the Atlanta Falcons? No. Plus three is minus 115. Um, I could see the Falcons in a T spot, pushing them up, get them up to uh, well above a touchdown. Because if the Giants do win this football game, you know, I'm not confident in them winning by seven or eight points. I don't see the Giants winning, beating anybody by seven or eight points this season. Uh, Giants, not that great of a football team. We'll continue to talk football coming up next. More on the NFL Week 3 slate. I'm Scott Seidenberg, here on The Look Ahead on VSIN. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month no matter what kind of entertainment you love addicted to true crime catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on a e crime central crave adventure explore asian action movies on hayah searching for something extreme check out skating snowboarding and more on fuel tv plus the global home of action sports and find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's hit nation playlist there's new free shows and movies to love every week say free this week in your xfinity voice remote getting ready to take on spring Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.